If you're into wellness and natural methods of treatment for pain, then I have an offer for you. Go to bodycheckwellness.com for high-quality hemp extract products. Products such as hemp oil-infused lotion and CBD muscle and joint roll-on are designed to promote wellness, balance, and recovery. Use the promo code OCS to get 25% off your CBD needs. Don't miss out on this great opportunity. Make sure you visit bodycheckwellness.com today. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ice Cold Takes podcast. I'm your host, Joey DeMeglio. And this week, I have Stat Boy Steven joining me yet again. Oh, wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> it's a new toy for the podcast. I got a mixer, so now you can hear things like this. <laughs> oh, man, I, I'm in love with this thing already. Uh, big day for the Rangers yesterday on, uh, on Wednesday. They signed Vincent Trocek to a big seven-year deal. We'll talk about that. We'll get into all of that and more. But first, thanks for joining me, Stephen. How are you? Uh, good, good. It's been it's been a, an interesting couple of weeks as a Rangers fan, and uh, especially for me. Look, um, I I'm almost at the point where I enjoy the off season more than watching actual games. <laughs> um, it's just you know I've, I've always been fascinated by the business side of hockey. You know, uh, uh, CBA, free agency, uh, uh, looking at what buyouts are going to be like. Uh, so. The off season for me is 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 basically Christmas. It's my hockey Christmas. Just um, putting together the roster is what you like doing. Yeah, and it's the draft, and then there's prospect development camp where you have some interesting names that are joining your team on in on invites, and you know maybe years later those players will actually show up again, like Barkley Goudreau who was invited to Rangers prospect camp I think in two thousand nine. Oh, really? Uh, here he is now exactly exactly and you know those are always the interesting stories that years later the years down the line that i always like to look back on and and sometimes i still go over like old old rosters of development camps to see if a name really pops out um but yeah it's 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 been it's been an interesting couple of weeks for the rangers you know the draft was really interesting no first round pick but they did they did make some good selections they also made some selections that were not too popular but once you get to the fifth and sixth and seventh round, can you really get that upset about it? I don't. I, I don't really think there's much to get too upset about. But yeah, I think I think Drury has done really well uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, of course, offloading Patrick Nemeth is a big deal. Big trade, huge, uh, but, huge, huge makeup trade there. But yeah, Vinny Trocek. Uh, look, he's he's a guy that I've wanted for about well. I, I started talking about him like like during the season even, and when we were up against the Carolina Hurricanes, it was even more evident that the Rangers needed a guy like him on their team because when we went up against Carolina in the second round, the games where where we struggled were the games where where Trocek was playing well, the games where Trocek was was being used as a shutdown line. And that's what the Rangers have been lacking. Yeah, I like Ryan Strong. Don't get me wrong. You know, he's done great for this team. He's been here for, I think, four years now. Uh, almost four years. Uh, he's He's been good for the Rangers. But he's a little bit too similar to Mika Zibanejad in the way he plays. Whereas Trocek is more 200-foot player. Great on face-offs. 
plays defensive zone uh, shifts. And you can take all those responsibilities a little bit away from Zibanejad's game and have Zibanejad focus more on what he does best. Have Zibanejad focus more on offense. And Trocek is now your shutdown guy down the middle. He's a solid two-way player, Trocek is. I have nothing wrong with Trocek, the player. And I know you've been hinting at wanting him in from those Twitter spaces we had in the playoffs, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But, but my problem with Trocek, I think he's great on paper. I mean... On paper, it's not as intimidating the Rangers roster as it as like the Maple Leafs. But you know what? The Maple Leafs haven't gotten out of the first round with that core of players they've had. And they still haven't gotten out of the first round since 2004. And the Rangers just made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So yeah. I'm just looking to see what Trocek looks like. Mm. If, if you Rangers want to talk about the Maple Leafs as being intimidating, it's it's all bark, no bite, that team. You right. Know. I mean, you see, like, I'm I'm saying, like, the big-name players. Like, you see yeah. Matthews, you see Nylander, Marner, and Tavares, and then Morgan Riley on the blue line. But still, they, they, haven't, they haven't won a playoff round since 2004. Right. The Toronto Maple Leafs drafted two players last week in the draft that weren't even born the last time they won a playoff round. That's how long it's been. Right. And the Rangers have been to the Stanley Cup final in 2014, to the conference final now three times in the last 13 years, 2012, 2015, and now this year. The Rangers, and in between, they've gone through a rebuild where they had top picks. The Rangers have done a really good job getting back to to, to winning ways, whereas other teams have been struggling. Um, I think Trocek makes this team more balanced. Uh, the Rangers really overachieved last season when they made it to the conference final. Which is not a bad thing. It's just not something you can build on. It's not something you can count on to happen again. Um, it's like, you know, it's it's like it's like going all in, you know, the the moment the cards are dealt every time and hoping to win every time. That's just that's just not how it works. But Trocek makes us a better team. We're replacing Strong with Trocek makes us more balanced. Hopefully, it makes us better five on five because that was our biggest weakness last season. And Trocek does everything Strom does offensively. He had the same number of goals, the same number of even strength goals. Um, they were born on the exact same day, July 11, 1993. They both play with number 16. They're carbon copy players of each other with the difference that Trocek does so much more than Ryan Strom. So Ryan... you're saying that, the I mean, you weren't, you, you were fine giving him the extra, like, what was it, two, three years maybe on that deal, on Trocek's yeah, deal? But... The term seven years, it may look like much, and it is. It's the max term you can give to a, to an unrestricted free agent. But if you look at the structure of the contract, it's not too bad. You have a no, no move loss in years one, two, and three, which I'm okay with because you're not planning on trading him anyway in years one, two, and three. Then year four, it's a no trade clause um, with a 12-team no trade list. So he can block a trade to only 12 teams. That still leaves you with uh, 19 teams you can trade him to. Year three, oh, sorry, um, so that's year four. Year five, he has a 10-team no-trade clause. And year six and seven, it's a six-team no-trade clause. The years I'm worried about is year six and seven, when you're talking about 2027, 2028. But he can only block a trade to six teams, which realistically leaves you with 25 teams you can trade him to. Because, you know, there's 32 teams in the league. The Rangers are one of them, 31 minus 6. 25 teams you can trade into in those final two years. It's 
it's not bad. It's it's much better than the Zabanejad contract in terms of clauses because that that deal for Zabanejad has a no move clause until the final week before the trade deadline in his last season. Yeah, so it's basically going to be impossible to trade it, him. Yeah, yeah, he's going to either be bought out or or finish his contract with the Rangers. Um, but Trocheck, look, and this is the thing I, I was mentioning yesterday in the Twitter space. Did we overpay for Trocheck? Yeah, a little, but that's free agency. You always overpay in free agency when you go after top six players. That's just to get the guy to make sure no other team gets him. You give him exactly. a little extra. Andrew Cobb got the exact same cap hit at five point six two five million for five years in Detroit. Um, Ryan Strom got five million a year for five years with Anaheim. I I I would gladly pay the six hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars every year extra to get Trocheck instead of Strom. And those final two years, like I said, yeah, I explained it. Those final two years are not a concern to me. I think Trocheck is one of the one of the better free agent signings this team has made in the salary cap era. Full claim. I mean, I, I again, like I said, I don't have a problem with the player. I actually really like Trocheck. I like that he's over fifty percent for his career in faceoffs. I like that he's he throws the body around. Yeah. He's a reliable two way player in your own end. He's played under Gallant with uh, Florida with the Panthers, so he's got history there. My problem is the how the cap situation is all going to play out. I want the Rangers to make sure that they can extend Lafreniere and Miller next offseason. If they have to get to a point where, you know, they have to get rid of, they have to move on from one of their young guys because they can't afford them anymore, I'm going to be upset because the whole point of the build was to get the younger players to be the core, the nucleus of the team. I mean, right now the nucleus is Zabanajag, Kreider, Panarin, of course, and just, yeah, just Serkin. Um, Fox is coming to his own. But I want to see... Lafreniere, Kako, DeAndre mm-hmm. Miller, Kravtsov. I want to and Hedl. I want to see those guys step up, you know. And but if they step up this year, let's say Lafreniere gets thirty goals, how much money is he going to ask for? Let's say Miller mm-hmm. Miller ends up getting fifty points as a defenseman. I'd love that. But well, how yeah. much money is he going to ask for now? Are you I backing I, yourself into a corner here with this deal or no? Well, I, I think this this signing basically solidifies what I've what I've said the all year. Jacob Truba is not going to be a Ranger after the 2022-23 season. Mm-hmm. I know his no move clause only expires in 2024, but players waive their no move clause all the time. I'm pretty sure Patrick Nemeth waived his to go to Arizona because I'm 99% sure that that team is on everyone's no trade list. Did. Did Burns so, have a no no trade clause or no yeah, move clause? Exactly. And you know, there's always ways around it. And and you don't have to be an asshole like the Tampa Bay Lightning did with Ryan McDonough. Uh, which was uh, I mean, I, I I understand it's a business, but man, that was that was just that was dirty what they did to McDonough. But look, Jacob Truba and the Rangers have a good understanding. Jacob Truba knows, and these players know, these players know what the salary cap is. I'm pretty sure Cap Friendly is a website that players look at, you know, because it's 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 part of it's part of their job. And Jacob Truba knows that the Rangers are up against the cap, and they're going to have to re-sign Keandre Miller and Alexi Lafreniere next next summer. Uh, Philip Hedo is an RFA with arbitration uh, rights. Um, who else do we have? Uh, well, we have Schneider coming up the following year as an RFA. Um, so Truba makes the most sense. 
And what, if, yeah, you, yeah. if you talk to a player, if you talk to a player and you explain the situation, players waive their no move clause. And the important thing to realize is that a no move clause is not always about staying in the same place. A no move clause can also be used to dictate where you go next. If you have a no move clause, you can basically choose your destination. Jacob Truba can say to Chris Drury, listen, Chris, I understand this situation. Here are the three destinations I would like, I would waive my no move clause for. Detroit's got to be on there. Yeah, I, I, I talked to my wife. These are the three locations that, that my wife and I would be willing to move to. And he can say that. That's the no move. That's what the no move clause is for. But if you look at Truba's no trade clause in 2024, and this is where he would lose the leverage. You know, in 2024, when it expires, he only has a 15-team no trade list. So he can be traded to half the league without his consent in 2024. Hmm. So it okay. makes yeah, sense for Truba. It makes sense for Truba to use the no move clause to make sure he goes somewhere where he wants to be. So okay, yeah, to to use it to use it right now. All right, so you're saying you're looking at it from both ends of it. I I understand that. Yeah, I always just assumed that it would just be easier to do it, you know, uh, when his full no move clause expires and it's the modified no trade clause. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I guess you're right though because Nemeth, yeah, Nemeth had to have waived his his no his no trade yeah. clause, right? Because yeah, and, and McDonough waived his no trade clause for uh, for yeah. Nashville. Of course, they played a dirty game where they said if you don't waive, but that was a no trade, not a no move. They said if you if you don't waive, we're going to put you on waivers, and Columbus is going to claim you. They knew Columbus so, was going to do it beforehand. Well, yeah, they had probably had conversations with the Columbus Blue Jackets. It doesn't mean Columbus was was going to get McDonough, but all you need is one team saying. If that guy hits the waiver wire, we'll put in a claim. That's all you need. You only need one team. And if another team puts in a claim, he goes somewhere else. But they just needed the one team for the leverage. But that put was that on, was a dirty, that was a dirty on, move. They were gonna put him on waivers for purpose of a buyout, right? Because they have to. No, no, no. They were just gonna put him on. They were just gonna put him on waivers. Oh. And a player <laughs> of McDonald's caliber is gonna get claimed off waivers. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know? for, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see. Yeah. Um, so there's always there's always ways around it, and you know, Marion Gavrik waived his no trade clause to go to Columbus. Players waive their no trade clauses all the time, and Jacob Truba has to has to realize if he doesn't waive in 2023, he's going to be traded in 2024 anyway. So why not use that no move clause as leverage to to pick where you go next, pick your destination? And I won't even nitpick if he if this does happen. I won't even nitpick the return because I'll just be. I'll just be happy the cap space is freed up. Yeah. But then there'll be people that are complaining, oh, they never should have signed him to this deal. They went too long. They gave him too much money. And, you know, the Rangers screwed up their cap situation. They screwed yeah. the rebuild. I'm done. I, I won't nitpick with that. Like, yeah, but you'll, okay, you'll yes, you'll so everyone, to... no one is perfect. Hmm. Jury, look, Jury made a mistake last offseason signing Nemeth. Simple yeah. as that. He made a mistake. Nobody's perfect. But he's done a pretty damn good job ever since then. Mm -hmm. Honest, come on, like but the you'll, you'll trade, the mod trade, Vitrano for a fourth round yeah. pick. But you also have to realize that when Truba signed that extension, none of our current defensemen were in the NHL. Right, he was acquired to be a fifty point, like well, he was, he was an a, experienced defenseman. He was acquired. Yeah, he was acquired when our best defenseman was Brady Shea. Yeah, exactly. Adam Fox just finished a third year in college. Ryan Lindgren was just finished his third year in college and played a couple of games in Hartford uh, on an ATO. 
Keandre Miller was uh, was just finished his first year in college. Mm -hmm. Braden Schneider wasn't even drafted yet. Zach Jones wasn't drafted yet. Matthew Robertson wasn't drafted yet. Nils Lundqvist was just one year away from his draft, and he just had his first full season in the SHL the moment Jacob Truba signed. It's only Kraft been three Sullivan years. Kravtsovin and Shesterkin had like basically just signed their entry level contract. Yeah, exactly. It, and and uh, Philip Heedle just just finished his first season, right? First full season. You know, he had a year in, in Hartford, and then he had a had a full season in the NHL. I know it's only three years ago, but that is the situation we were in three years ago. We hadn't even drafted Kako yet, let alone Lafreniere. And we didn't know that COVID was going to happen and that the salary cap was going to stagnate. We were expecting the salary cap to go up a significant amount. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, I know the owners have done a really uh, – look, the owners have, have done a good job uh, keeping the NHL competitive because they they took on the debt that, that, that the, the, the COVID pandemic caused. If the owners wouldn't have done that, the, the salary cap would have would have dropped to like maybe 60 million, but they artificially kept it up. And that's why the salary cap's not going to go up because that money has to somehow be repaid to the owners. They basically, the owners basically loaned the NHL and the players money to keep the salary cap up artificially. Right. But if, if that wouldn't have happened, I'm pretty sure there would have been either compliance buyouts or maybe a, maybe a, a cap reduction on contracts signed prior to 2020. Um, but yeah, when Truba signed that contract, the, the Rangers were in a completely different situation. Mm -hmm. Now now they have Lafreniere now. They didn't know they were going to win another lottery. So now well, they yeah, have they, another they, contract they're going to have to, to sign. Mm -hmm. And I hope Lafreniere breaks out this season. I'm I'm rooting for him to have a breakout. Yeah, I don't want him to have a low ball year so that they could bridge him. Like I want him to break out so they could give him like a long term mm -hmm. extension, not a bridge deal. Yeah. A yeah, it's gonna be gonna be an interesting uh, twelve months for the Rangers for sure. Yeah, I I mean again, and then with the Nemeth trade, you know, it was a mistake, but he made up for it. Sucks that it was you had to give up a second round pick, but you know what? It's a second round pick from 2025. Yeah, and that, 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 that's actually a really that's good, good point. Right there. That's good right there. Mm -hmm. It's not a second round pick next year or or mm -hmm. this this coming year. You yeah. know, 23 or 24. It's 25. So yeah, it's it's a really good point. Down the road. It's, like, it's like using your credit card to pay a bill. Yeah, it sucks, and you have to pay it back. But you're given time to pay it back. Drury now has three years to recoup a second round pick right and i'm sure he'd be able to do that and if you, you trade need truba, to, but you can if you trade truba you're gonna get the the, the return for truba is probably gonna be similar to what the devils gave up for suban in 2019 uh, okay that's a i think that's pretty fair actually because I, th I think i think they got like a sec two second round picks and a player because the whole league will probably know like right so if he's only like accepting a trade to three teams yeah. Then, then you know that limits the option. Iserman could lowball the Rangers and just be like, "Here, here's a second or whatever," and their second is better than everybody else's offer. And there you go, Iserman fleeces once again. I could totally see that happening. I see if Truba goes in a trade in next year, I see Detroit being candidate number one, destination it's number possible. one. It's possible, and because it's and, his hometown, and you know his buddy mm -hmm. cop is is there now. Detroit's on the up and up. They have a nice, solid squad that they're starting to build. 
think in a couple of years they'll be a really good team. Yeah, yeah, and and Detroit has uh, has the cap space to to take that on. You know, next next year you have Tyler Bertuzzi, Pius Suter, Oscar Sundquist, and Adam Ernie. Uh, let's see, Oli Mata. Uh, they're all UFAs. You know, that and, and these are contracts. Alex, Alex Nijokovic, three million, comes off the books. Uh Tyler Bertuzzi, four point seven, comes off the books. Pia Suter, three point two, Oscar Sundquist, two point seven, Adam Ernie, two point one. All these contracts add up. And if you replace those guys with your own prospects, and Detroit has prospects that are that are coming up. You know, they've been drafting really well. They're going to call up these players. It wouldn't surprise me if Detroit goes after Subban, if Subban, who went to college in Michigan. The Truba, right? Sorry, uh, Truba, Truba. Truba went to college in Michigan, uh, played for, uh, is it the Wolverines? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, he's he's from Michigan himself. You know, he, he he was born there. So Detroit makes the most sense. And yeah, you can probably get a second round pick and a prospect or maybe two second round picks and a, and a, and a roster player for Truba. And that would then free up that $8 million in cap space that you could use for Lafreniere and Miller. And you would redistribute that salary across the, uh, across the rest of your team. Um, But yeah, that's something we'll worry about next year. For now, the Rangers are in a position where, you know, they need to worry about being able to keep Tyler Mott first, which is going to be hard enough as it is. Yeah, that's what I also wanted to get to. So, Kako, the, with that Nemes trade, they freed up just enough space to potentially sign Kako. They have $2 million, I think. Yeah. $2 million and change. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, right now, right now on the roster, they have 11 forwards, five defensemen, and two goalies. So they still need a defenseman and a forward. If you sign Kako, let's say you sign Kako for two million, that leaves you with two point eight. You would you still need a defenseman? Let's say you call up Zach Jones or Nils Lundqvist, depending on on which one is going to make the team. That's nine hundred and twenty-five thousand. You're going to be left with what's that going to be? One point nine. Um, that's not going to be enough to sign Tyler Mott, and you still need either a 13th forward or a seventh defenseman. Um, so I don't think Tyler Mott is is a guy that they can actually afford right now, which the only way I can see them being able to afford Tyler Mott is if they trade away Ryan Reeves, which I don't see happening. Yeah, I don't see I don't see that happening either. Unfortunately, I, I mean, I like Reeves' energy to the locker room, but the the money that you're giving him, for his play on the ice is definitely not worth it. I will just yeah. say that. I yeah. love Reeves to death. Love and him, that's but I would rather have Mott on the on the team. Like let's also not forget ice. that we that we still have three point four million in cap penalties this season for Shattenkirk, yeah. D'Angelo, and Girardi. There you go. That that all comes off the books in twenty twenty three. So you're gonna have that three point four million. If you trade Truba, that's gonna free up another eight. All of a sudden, you're talking about 11 million that you could redistribute. Reeves coming off the books is 1.7. So let's say you replace Reeves, you replace Truba, you 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 deduct a couple of millions for that. You're gonna have money to sign Lafreniere, Miller, and Hedl. And then next year is gonna be where where really it becomes interesting with what kind of entry level contracts are gonna make the team. Because you're gonna have to do, you're gonna have to to play these players and. 
The only downside of the Trocheck contract is that Hedl's going to be a third line center again. Yeah, That's but I, I wouldn't have a problem with it if he rolled all of his lines out. Like, don't just stick with two top lines. Just use the third line. Like, yeah. but don't yeah. just use it for 12, 10 minutes in the game. Use mm -hmm. them. If you could roll yeah, all of your lines, that's what Colorado did. Like I, I, I was impressed by how mm -hmm. like effective they, all their forwards were, every single one of them, in the in the, in the finals. There was a game in the playoffs against the Carolina Hurricanes, I think, where Hedl scored twice, and he had the lowest even strength time on ice of all forwards. Unbelievable. So, it, like, that's yeah. what bothers me. It's you don't. I don't want it to be a top six. I wanted a top nine. Use top 12, whatever. Use all of your forwards. I don't care. Distribute the ice time. Like I said, Hedl on the third line is the only concern I have. But look, if Hedl if Hedl proves that he's that he's good enough to to be put put to be promoted to the second line, then then we're gonna have a really good third line with Trocek centering that one. That's gonna be yeah. your shutdown line. There you go, right there. Yep. Good third line center Trocheck would be, but I mean, with Panarin, would would Trocheck be that player, that puck retriever for for Panarin or no? Because I know he's a great forechecker, a Trocheck, but is he fit that you know I'm going to go along the boards, I'm going to fish the puck well, out for for Panarin? We're going to have, have to those see, qualities. We're going to have to see what what kind of chemistry Trocheck has and with which players because. That's something you never know when you go after a guy in a free agency. That's something you only find out in practice and once you start playing games. Um, but yeah, the top three, like like your top three centers being Zibanejad, Trocek, and Hedl, in whatever order you want to put them, I'm happy with that. I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, people were wanted Dubois. It's it was a little difficult, I'd, I'd say, to to make a trade because I don't want to give up too many assets. I like what well, we have here. I would definitely don't want to Bunkako yet. Some people are saying, "Come on, he's never hit his stride yet," but you know he hasn't had consistent playing time in the top six. Give him this year, yeah, see how he does, but, and and then I'll make a decision. I would make a decision. The the Sedin twins didn't hit fifty points in a single season until they were twenty five. And when what year? How old were they when they came into the league? Like teenagers, right? Yeah, I think they they I think they stayed in Sweden one year after they were drafted, and they came over at age nineteen. But there you go. Not every player is gonna is gonna score thirty goals and hit seventy points at age twenty. And am I am I disappointed in Kako? Yeah, I I want to see more, but I also want to see more from Lafreniere, and I want to see more from. From Miller. Miller had a really strong finish to the season, by the way. Yeah. I hope he can yes. build on that. If, if Miller, if Miller can can carry on his 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 postseason form, man, we're in for a treat. I would love to see a Miller Fox pairing. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be like incredible. Yeah. And I mean, to what we were talking about before, if we trade true, but we already have his replacement Schneider. Schneider could just move up uh, one one D pairing. Yeah. And then we have Schneider the replacement. I don't know if the Rangers would ever do this. Go with uh, Jones Lundqvist as a pairing. If if Gerard Gallant would would go with that, I mean you don't you, know you don't I mean? really have to. You don't have to. You can go with a Jones Schneider pairing and then Lindgren Lundqvist. Lindgren Lundqvist. Yeah, you could do that. Could see how how Gerard Gallant uh, does it. I saw, I heard that he was he was doing some mock lineups 
uh, yesterday in during mm-hmm. like one of the during the presser. So that that was interesting. Uh, I also I also heard a quote from uh, Brennan Othman saying when he was in camp uh, and he played with with Panarin, yeah. um, Panarin sent them a backdoor pass and Othman uh, tapped it in and he asked Panarin like, "How did you do that?" And Panarin's simple response was just Thank confidence. You. Yeah, and that's what yeah. Othman took out of all mm-hmm. that. You know, to to I guess it helped him elevate play like that's what he mm-hmm. needs to play with so i mean yeah. if do you yeah, see altman as, as having a chance to to get a spot in this lineup come coming out of camp i never ruled it out but with the way that with the way the team shapes up now i think the wing positions are pretty much set you know you're gonna have Kreider, panarin lafreniere and then probably hunt on the left mm-hmm. and on the right you're gonna have kako crafts off uh you still have blay in the mix as a winger um and then gautier reeves uh barkley goudreau is goudreau gonna be your fourth line center if he is where's carpenter gonna play gonna play I, I really like the ryan carpenter signing by the way i think it's a good insurance player to have in case Gustav Riedel that they signed from Sweden doesn't work out or in case one of the one of the young kids is is not performing you have like a a 31 year old guy that just that just you know enters the lineup that that knows what NHL hockey is all about also played under Gallant by the way yeah I was just gonna say that yeah uh so yeah Reeves Carpenter uh Trocek now we have three players we signed in free agency uh actually we traded for Reeves um but we we signed two players in free agency this week that played under Gallant before um but it's it's good to have a player it's good for your 13th forward to be a guy like Reeves or Carpenter instead of Dryden Hunt or Greg McKegg nothing against Dryden Hunt or Greg McKegg but your 13th forward should be a, a veteran guy that can jump in at a moment's notice yeah I mean I like I like Hunt but I like him in a bottom six role and yeah. To to your, what you're saying about about all these options, that's it. The Rangers have options. Yeah. If there's any, if anyone gets hurt in the bottom six, we saw it last year. Blake got hurt, tore his ACL out for the season. You don't know what's going to happen, so exactly. you have to be prepared yeah. for that. And mm-hmm. the Rangers did that, getting Carpenter. I'm assuming it was a cheap contract because they don't have a lot of cap space to work with. Uh, 750k. There you go. And I believe Rydell is also 750k too, right? Uh, let me check for you. Uh, also 750. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And I'm interested to see what's up with it. I've never seen Rydell Rydell play. However, you pronounce his name, uh, I'll I'll have to get that. If he makes the the lineup, uh, I'll have to so, nail that pronunciation. I mean, for English speakers, uh, just replace the Y with two E's. Rydell. Redal, and then it's close. That then you're close enough. Redal, okay. Redal. All right. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know much. I don't know much about him, but mm-hmm. he's 27, right? Yeah. So not. I guess you could call him Brod- young Johnny Brodzinski. Remember that when when Sam Rosen called him? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I love I love it when that happens. When it, when a new player appears in the organization, and and. Uh, not just Sam Rosen does this, but uh, someone else did it on the broadcast too. They were talking about uh, Anthony Greco. And they go, <laughs> yeah, oh, he's this, not. 
the young kid from Queens. Like the dude's almost thirty, man. He's not a prospect. Yeah, he's not a kid. He's um, yeah, he's like twenty eight, twenty nine, yeah. something like that. No, but yeah, I, I like the way the team is shape is shaping up. Othman's gonna Othman's gonna have to really earn his spot on the team. You know, can he do it? I don't know. We'll see. Um, I think he's gonna get a couple of games at least. You know, you can play him for nine games uh, without burning a year of his of his ELC. And it also depends on what the Rangers think is best for his development. If the Rangers feel that playing bottom six minutes in the NHL is better for his development than going back to juniors, then they might keep him on the team. Yeah, so he would probably get a fourth line role then. Yeah, because I don't know if Krabs. I don't know. Probably Kravtsov needs to 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 finally crack this this lineup. I mean, it's, well, it's not it's, it's not time. just Kravtsov. You have all these guys. You know, Hedl needs to take that step. Kravtsov needs to take that step. Kako, Lafreniere, Miller needs to show that he can do it for a full season. All these kids are. Who's the oldest one out of these kids? It has to be Hedl. Hedl. The 2017 draft. He's turning 23 in September. It was a really, he was a September, early September birthday. So he was one of the youngest players in his draft class. I think he's like 10 days older than Brady Kachuk, who was drafted in 2018, a year later. Um, so yeah, Philip Hedel, 20, almost 23. These kids have to be given the opportunity to show what they can do. Because, and I think Jason Katina said this on Twitter and it just it, it perfectly summed it up in one sentence. You got if you're not gonna trust these kids now, then when? Yeah. And you know, I, I take I'm I know we've we've kind of joked about you know Gallant lying to the media, but he better not lie on this one because he said I expect Kako Lafreniere to, to be in the top six. That's essentially yeah, what but he said, but he also he also said last year that there was gonna be a captain. Yeah, he did. He did say that. So, yeah. Um, look, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting season, and yeah, we'll see what happens. Alfman could make the team, or he could go back to juniors. You know, I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago. It was a really fun conversation. Um, we talked about his time in Switzerland. We talked about going back to the OHL, the support he got from the Rangers, um, and and one of the things he said was, you know, that when he was when he was younger, he played center, but then Shane Wright joined his team in uh in the greater ontario hockey league for the don mills flyers so he moved to to the wing but yeah offman is comfortable playing left and right side uh, left and the right side so it, it gives the rangers a little bit more flexibility if they That's want to go that route um but yeah it's it, over the over the next coming years they're gonna have some interesting bottom six players in barard and adam shikora uh, uh, Will Cooley, Adam Edstrom, they're all going to fight for only a handful of spots. I think Othman has has the talent to be a top six contributor, though. I mean, it's a ice cold take of the week, I think. <laughs> I guess we'll find out in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we will. But yeah, I, I, I mean, and then getting to the draft too. Like, I, I want your your opinions on uh, Sikora and mm-hmm. who is the second guy we drafted. McConnell Barker, Bryce Bryce McConnell Barker, yeah. McConnell the, Barker. Okay, so finally a center with that second pick, right? That was our second pick in the third round, and then That's we had Noah Laba, another center in the fourth round. There we go. And so I think we picked a, a third center too. Well, let me think. We had Barbashev. All these guys though are like depth, depth, future depth players. So guys, oh, Zachary, Zachary Karpa. Uh, son of Dave Carpa, former Ranger. 
You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. So I, I'm just saying, I just think that all of these players that we've drafted, like Berard, Brody Lamb even maybe, uh, who am I missing? Maybe Cooley. Uh, those guys could fill out your roster. Like they're good players that could fill out. Yeah. Third, yeah and the, fourth the interesting line. thing, the interesting thing about this draft is that the Rangers did exactly what they should have done. This was not the draft to to swing for the fences. If you if your if your highest pick is in the second round, you know the Rangers have those kind of players already. They have them on their team or in the in the organization. This was the perfect draft to go after guys that normally would cost you too much in free agency. If you look at the last couple of off seasons, you see that guys like Arturi Lekkonen, uh, Yanni Gord, Barkley Goudreau, uh, Blake Coleman, it's just a coincidence that those last three played for Tampa, but those kind of players, the bottom six contributors, are usually very hard to find in free agency because they cost too much. So you want to develop those players yourself. And that's where guys like Brett Berard come in. And Adam Sikora is another one. Adam Sikora from Slovakia is a winger who is comfortable playing left or right side. Doesn't really matter to him. But he is full of energy. He and Berard actually have a lot of things in common with the way they play. Um, but I think Sikora is a little bit more physical. He just doesn't stop. You know, he, he just keeps skating back and forth. His skating without the puck is really impressive. Uh, he's playing on a penalty kill in the Slovak professional league against grown men, and I, I've I've watched games where 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 he's actually for the full two minutes on the penalty kill and he's making plays and and that's the kind of player the Rangers needed desperately in their in their prospect pool. You know we've had Kako, we've had Kravtsov, we've had Lafreniere, and now we get like the bottom six prospects like Will Cooley, Adam Edstrom, Brett Berard. Uh, and now I know this guy. I'm really excited about this guy. You know, he's only he's still 17. He's only turning 18 in September. I think he's the youngest player drafted this year. Uh, if not the youngest, he's definitely top three because he missed the cutoff by, I think, seven days or eight days. Um, he was born on the 7th of September. The cutoff is the 15th. So if he was born eight days later, he would have been uh, eligible for the, for next year's draft. That's how young he is. Uh, the interesting thing with with Sakura is what's going to happen now because they can either send him back to Slovakia or they can have him play in the WHL for the Medicine Hat Tigers because the Medicine Hat Tigers drafted him first overall in the CHL import draft about a week before the NHL draft. Wow, so he must be something special then if he was drafted. Yeah, well, well, the CHL import draft is not necessarily about drafting the best player, but drafting the player that you think has the highest probability of coming over. Okay. Uh, Philip Hedel was drafted by uh, the North Bay Battalion in the OHL, for instance. Okay. But he, ne- okay. he never went to juniors because he went straight to the AHL. Now... Adam Shikora cannot play in the AHL because of the transfer agreement, because he was drafted outside of the first round. 
he cannot play in the AHL for the first year of his entry-level contract because he's still signed in Europe. So he either needs to be released by his European team or he needs to sign an ELC now, play in Europe for a year, and then the earliest he can play in the AHL in 2023-24. But if you look at a guy like Shakora, the player that really stands out to me as a comparison is Arturi Lekkonen of the Colorado Avalanche, who, well, of the Montreal Canadiens, who was traded to the Colorado Avalanche. Um, and the interesting thing is when you look at Lekkonen's career path, he was drafted right around the same time, you know, I think 58th or 59th, and Sikora was 63rd, I think. It was like 2013 or 14, I think Lekkonen was drafted, right? Something like that, yeah, yeah. And then the interesting thing about Lekkonen, and this is what I would like to see Sikora do, actually. Uh, Lekkonen played one more year in his home country and then went to Sweden for two seasons, played for Frölunda. And after two seasons in Sweden, he came to North America and made the team straight away. He didn't go to the OHL. He went straight to the NHL team. I would love for Shakora to play a year in Slovakia, then go to Sweden for two years, and then come over and just make the team. That would be my preferred uh, career path for this. So that's that's three years then, right? Yeah, yeah. He so- he he would in in that scenario he would make his his NHL debut a month after his twenty first birthday. Yeah, so another young guy to add to the roster. I think, I think, yeah, in three years, there's probably going to be some openings in the Rangers' bottom yeah. six. Has got to be. Well, let's say. Three, I mean, if 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 like, I hope Kravtsov and, and Blay work out, but if they don't, there you go. At some point in the near future, there's going to be openings there. Yeah. Well, in three years, which is 2025, um, Panarin only has one year left on his deal. Mm-hmm. Kreider only has two years left on his deal. So does Goudreau. Trocek's no move clause is expired then. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And and we, we talked about this at the start when we were talking about Truba. When Truba signed, it was three years ago. Look how much can change in three years. Mm-hmm. I mean, to make life easy, uh, Truba's contract is probably going to be gone. I, yeah. I, I, I hope. I mean... I'm sure Chris Jury loves him as a player, loves to have him around. He yeah. obviously values his opinions because, I mean, look at the guys they acquired at the deadline. Mm-hmm. They were all all former teammates of his, yeah. like, in college. And, and they all worked out. They were Truba. all good players. Yeah, this is nothing against Truba. I don't want to trade Truba because he's not yeah. a good player. I no, no, trade I don't. Because the salary, the, the cap space it generates is something this team desperately needs. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, we're we're not going to get much help from, like you said, about the loans and stuff. The cap's not going up anytime soon. It's Sign- yep. a significant amount. It's only going to go up a million a year until the the loans get paid off. I guess by the players, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's going to be like two, three, maybe four years still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, no outside help coming in the near future. So. And a buyout looks ugly. I know that. It's like three, four, three, four million alternating each year for I don't even know yeah. how many years, but it's ugly. Uh, and you- not 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 that I would advocate for this, but let's look at a at a 2023 buyout for Jacob Truba. And yeah, yeah, you're it's it's two point two, then four point two for two yeah. years, yeah. and then two point two for three years. Mm-hmm. Which is not terrible. I've seen worse buyout structures, but 
man, we're, we're 12 months away from having no cap penalties. Can we for once no. just, just not have cap penalties on the books? Right. Because you, for, don't win, you don't win Stanley Cups when, when you have millions of cap penalties on the books. Yeah, play, for pay, you, you don't win cups when you're you're paying players that aren't on your team anymore that are playing yeah. for teams you're competing against. And you know what? The Rangers are paying D'Angelo right now, yeah. and he's playing for, against for all, them. For all the cap trouble we're in, at least we're not Vegas. Yeah, they. I don't even know what they got back. Future considerations for Pacioretty. They got, they got nothing back. They, they had to give Max Pacioretty away. That's his shame. <laughs> they gave Pacioretty away to the Carolina Hurricanes because they needed the cap space. They got nothing in return. How did Carolina come up with all this cap space? Well, letting Trocheck go is one. Is one. <laughs> um, they got but, Burns. They got Burns and um, and uh, Pacioretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did so, they get somebody uh, else too? I thought they got somebody else. Didn't they get somebody uh, else yesterday? Or am I? Am I? My tripping. Well, they probably got someone else, but is it a big play? Let's see. So that Pacioretty, who's new, uh, Andre Kashe from the Maple Leafs. Oh, did they? okay. Yeah, I I didn't know that. Okay, that wasn't. Um, what I was and then Brent Burns. They basically replaced Tony D'Angelo with yeah. Brent Burns. And an aging. Uh, what's Burns? Thirty-seven. Uh, yeah, thirty-seven. And thirty-seven. Had, three years left on his deal, right? Yeah. Yeah, five. Well, it's only five point two million because San Jose retained thirty three percent. I think. Oh right, 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 right. Yes, uh, I did. But hear they still about have they still have Jay Gardner on LTIR at four million. And how long is his contract? Uh, just one more year. Just one more year. Okay. But right now, right now, the Carolina Hurricanes have two goalies, six defensemen, eleven forwards, and they still have four million in cap space. So they can just add two more players to round out the team, and and they're good. Um, but yeah, the Vegas Golden Knights basically trading for Jack Eichel now cost them Max Pacioretty. Yep, because and they were banking on making a run in the playoffs, and then they didn't even make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it could always be worse. The Rangers are not in a bad I, position. I think you know you know what team I think is in a, a good spot right now. I really like Ottawa. Ottawa's build they're with with their with their Ottawa, prospects. Ottawa, Nashville, and Columbus have have improved significantly. Yeah, in the last Columbus, time. Columbus is looking good. They just got Goudreau. That was speaking in, speaking out. of. Imagine imagine being an Islanders fan and losing out on Panarin in 2011, and now losing out on Goudreau. <laughs> Panarin a couple of years ago, yeah, 2019. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I I can't believe how much money he left on the table. Do you hear that report? It was like fifteen to seventeen and a half million. Yeah, but, you know, he, wanted to, he wanted to live closer to home. So not why not New Jersey? That's where he lives. Because I'm not. Compl- I, I won't. Compl- I won't complain. I'd rather he not be on the Devils. I, I really. Sister, I know his sister lives in Ohio. I don't know where his parents live, but. Oh, okay. I mean, just, just because he, just because he was born in in New Jersey doesn't necessarily mean that his family still lives there. You know. That's true. That's true. Uh, I mean, I like, yeah, I like Columbus, how Columbus is built, but Ottawa has really impressed me. Like, I, I really, really like the, the build of yeah. that team. They have Stutzlaw, now they have Claude Giroux, and then they just added Alex Debrinkit. And mm-hmm. not to mention, like, Chabot and, um, oh my gosh, uh, Brandstrom, I don't know if he's if he's turned out to be good yet. Oh, so I know they, have, they have Kachuk, they have Batherson. 
Yeah, Drake Batherson, yeah. Uh, Josh Norris, he's still Norris. RFA. They still have to sign him to an extension, but he's 23 years old, a center. He's they, have Balser, they have Balsers, or did they trade him to San Jose? No, I, I think you. I think Balsers was bought out by San Jose. Okay. Or, yeah, I, or, I thought he was in the qualifying car. offer, but the Ottawa Senators are they added Cam Talbot, so they have a decent yep. goalie now. Yep, that's there you go. Um, I, look, I'm not. I'm not saying they're gonna they're gonna make noise in the playoffs, but I think no, they have no. they have a chance to actually make the playoffs. No, I think I think that. So to me, they were before past couple years they were an automatic loss. I would call. Now they've kind of they've shifted out of that. I don't think they're an automatic loss anymore. Mm-hmm. They they have a lot of good players on the team now, and I like their coach. He, I think he he yeah. he's good to have have around, and he gets mm-hmm. a lot out of his players. Uh, yeah. DJ Moore, I think, used to be the so, yeah. assistant for for Toronto, but mm-hmm. yeah, he, he gets a lot out of his guys. I, I like the the makeup of that team. Honestly, I really do. They, I think they drafted mm-hmm. Jake Sanderson too, right? Defenseman. Uh yeah, I think fifth overall he was yeah. the fifth overall. So they've accumulated a lot of a lot of high high end talent over here's the past the thing. few years. Seventh overall pick or Alex DeBrinket, I'll take DeBrinket any day. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially in this draft. Are you yeah. kidding me? Seventh overall pick, like we we got basically some scrub, and now you got a, a proven forty goal scorer every single year in the well, bag. Seventh overall, you would have gotten a prospect that's going to take at least two years to actually make right. an impact. It, that's what I mean. Like when I say yeah. a scrub, like two years, you know what I mean? Like okay, in a yeah, deep yeah, draft yeah. class, like next year's draft class, who knows what how long it'll take for the seventh overall pick. He could even be ready day one. Yeah. I don't know much. I don't know much about draft, like the draft class for next year. I just, I've just heard from many people that it's significantly more stacked than this year. Than the, uh, the, it's, it's, it's a bit deeper at the top. So deeper. Okay. At, at 15th overall, you'd get a better player than you would get this year. At... There you go. Yeah, I, I mean, I a seventh overall pick in this year's draft for Debrinket. I'm taking Debrinket any day of the week. 40 goals in the bag, guaranteed, basically. Yeah. Proven goal scorer. I would have loved if the Rangers could have gotten him, but you know what? I'll take Trocheck. That's fine. They they solved the the question. They solved the problem. That who's going to be the two C? It looks yeah, like it's going to be Trocheck. Trocheck's not a superstar, but Trocheck is the player the Rangers needed. Right, like I'm, like I said in the very beginning, it's not like he. You see Trocheck on paper, right? And it's like Trocheck, this guy's good for fifty points. Like, why not go after Dubois, who's who has the potential to be a point per game player if he plays with Panarin, right? Why not go for Kane, who was money with 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 Panarin when they played in Chicago. Why not go for DeBrinket? He's not the big sexy name. It's just the style of play. Like that's why I want to wait and see. I can't wait for for the season to start, for camp to start. I want to see what they look like in action, what the Rangers look like now. Yeah. By the way, uh, Alex DeBrinket is a really good uh, argument against the whole size debate. The guy's five seven. Yeah. Mm. And he's a 40 goal scorer in the NFL. I don't believe in that whole size debate. You know why? Because Matt Zuccarello was like a pipsqueak and he fought TJ Oshie and Zuccarello never let size get in the way. It's just like in Star Wars, Yoda, size means nothing. Size means yeah. not. Yeah. And uh, Artemi Panarin. Yeah. And so one of the greatest players of all time, Hall of Famer. 
told time and time again, you're too small, you'll never last in this league. And look what he did. A thousand points, a Stanley Cup, a Hart Trophy, Hall of Fame. Are you talking I'm about St. Louis? Yes, St. Louis. Yeah. St. Louis, Hart who trophy. attended St. Louis attended his first ever draft this year, by the way. Really? <laughs> first ever. Because he went undrafted. He, he never yeah. even attended the draft when he was when he was eligible. Oh yeah, yeah. That's true. I guess, and then after he was signed, he never really had a reason to go to it. So, yeah, as a coach in Montreal, I'm, they're bringing yeah. him back, right? I think so. Yeah, I think he already signed an extension. Good, good, good. Because I liked him. I liked him there. I mean, it's good. I, I mean, of course, the Rangers competitors eventually. They're not in the same division, but I like to see. You know, I want to see some teams have su- success. I want to see certain people have success. St. Louis is one of them, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. For, for me uh but yeah the, i'm tired of the size argument rangers facebook is is nuts oh another small guy that can't play okay let's just let's just wait and see let's just wait and see you're telling me that sakura throws the body around like crazy he's relentless and you know to me the size doesn't mean anything it, oh, what is it going to make you hurt, yeah. make the hits harder yeah the, the other argument that that i i never want to hear ever again but unfortunately it's still going to come up is that European players are soft. Adam Sakura is tougher than than most prospects in camp right now. Adam I think Sakura that, is, is. I don't know why people say that. I guess maybe because they don't understand. Why would you say that? Yeah, let's leave it at that. Let's 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 let's, let's not let's not make people angry. Let's let's leave it at that. They don't, they don't understand. Let's let's just go with that. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I got to see more clips of Sakura skating because from what it, what it, what it, I'm hearing. Is mm-hmm. that he's a pretty damn good skater, and I like that. I want players that could skate, that could turn on a dime. I don't want these big, big-bodied uh, players that can't turn. Yeah, like Brady McNabb. Right. I want someone that could could can make a, an exit by themselves, a zone yeah. exit, a zone entry. Like you don't have to be, you don't have to be like a ballerina on ice, but just you know, make good cuts, mm-hmm. turn quickly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And Trocheck is fast, right? Uh, well, I mean, he's not as fast as Vetrano, but yeah, he can, he can, he can, he can skate. Okay. Well, I'm a, I'm a strategist. I I live and die by like the X's and O's. But all, all all I all I wanted was to improve compared to last season. The the best player we're losing in free agency is Ryan Strom, and we just signed an upgrade. Even strength is even strength is an upgrade too because yeah. I, I mean I've been trying player, to yeah the only player that I'm gonna miss is Tyler Mott yeah for sure yes that's why I give the Rangers a B on free agency day day one and two and I like I like the Halak signing I was calling for it for weeks yeah. and it happened and I'm glad that they did they took Halak and not Martin Jones or who is the other scrub Grice I don't I'm oh. glad they I'm glad they went with Martin um, no. Halak. I'm glad they went don't, with Halak. Don't, don't start talking about Thomas Grice because I'm going to say things I regret. Okay. Well, we'll we, won't talk about, we won't talk about him. All I'll uh, say is this. If, if you, if you want to know my problem with Thomas Grice, look up Thomas Grice's helmet. Okay. And you can read about the controversy. All right. That's for you. That's for you listeners if you're interested in that. Uh, I, I don't want to know about any of that stuff. Uh, but, you know, Halak... Great signing for me. A little bit expensive if I had to nitpick. I thought he was going to come in a little bit cheaper than 1.55. I think it was 
1.55, but I thought he was going to come in around 1 million, but uh, beggars can't be choosers is what I said. And I'm glad Halak is the guy because he's and been he, there. He's done that. He's been on deep mm-hmm. playoff runs. He's been on winning teams. And we signed Louis Domingue. And yeah, spicy, spicy pork Domingue. The new Keith Kincaid. Uh, yeah, I mean, Louis Domingue probably earned his contract in the playoffs going up against us. Yeah. If you can't beat him, join him. But we did beat him, so he's going to... Well, in yeah. his case, if you can't beat him, from, join him. Yeah, From exactly. his point of view. Yeah. From his point yeah. of view. Yeah. There you go. Now now uh, go backstop Hartford for us. Yeah, I, I love that he tweeted, does anyone have any recommendations for yeah. food in New York? I, I saw and that. And people were like, you're not going to New York, buddy. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of backup goaltenders... Oh, actually, I shouldn't even call him this, but I mean, I've been asking for weeks. Mm. <laughs> asking oh. for Kevin Weeks. Asking oh. for weeks. That should be the hashtag. Asking That's what it's weeks. been. It, it's been yeah. that for for. I gotta do it. I gotta do it for today. Day fifty-two. I uh, I'm still getting nothing. I'm still getting nothing. Just you yeah. know the the occasional like I will like this tweet mm. and then nothing else. Yeah. I'm, so um. One thing I'll say about Domingue is that it's not necessarily guaranteed that he'll play for Hartford. Uh, really? Because you know, he still has to clear waivers. And I think a couple of years ago... It was Maple a one-way League, it, it was a one-way contract. Well, that, that doesn't really matter because waiver yeah. status is based on years and, and age. But uh, he, oh, yeah, he's not waiver exempt. But the, uh, what I was going to say is a couple of years ago, the Maple Leafs, signed two goalies for their minor league team and then put them both on waivers and both were claimed. <laughs> oh, that's such a Maple Leafs thing to have, I, have I forget I forget who, who the goalies were that they signed. I, I need I need to look that up. Oh man, that's that's hilarious. Yeah, it, honestly that is a, a Maple Leafs thing to happen. Yeah. It's so them. That is a very Maple Leafs thing to happen for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, Stephen, thanks so much for joining once again. You're the you know, reserved guest for, for Ice Cold Takes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it, if you want to talk about prospects, I'm, all, I'm always up for it. Yep. And with prospect, no camp, with prospect Camp currently underway, it's, it's, it's fun. You know, I just released my Brandon Othman interview earlier this week. So if anyone is interested in that, it's on foreverblueshirts.com. Uh, and I have some more coming up, like Matthew Rempe, Brett Berard, uh, Oliver Tarnstrom, Adam Edstrom. And um, I think starting September, October, I'll start reaching out to uh, to our new draft class. There you go. Nice. You got to get you got to get him before uh, MSG Networks puts them in the Pentagon. They don't let anybody on the like the roster. have any. I know. I know. The moment they're under contract is really difficult to get them. Yeah. For yeah, yeah, you have to do. You have to do something. You have to like know a guy who knows a guy or something exactly, like that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But hey, maybe one day, one day they'll they'll allow me to reach out to players under contract. I don't know. I'm uh, I, I'm just I just enjoy this stuff. I'm not doing it for financial gain. I'm just doing it because I thoroughly enjoy talking to players and getting to know you know their their backstory. So, if the Rangers ever want to uh, invest in a little prospect coverage. I'll do it for free. Just give me access. That boy Steven is 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 offering his hand. Just right get, now. Just give me, no, 
no no payment required just give me access i'll i'll write i'll write an interview one interview a week i'll do 52 yep. in a year do some content there i'll be exactly. the i'll be the official podcast actually you know what the there's uh, there's other podcasts out there that other rangers podcasts that are better than me that that uh are deserving of being the official podcast of the rangers yeah but do they have their own t-shirts though oh <laughs> oh man damn Oh, low blow. Yeah. I, I mean, I think this is a nice design. I, I'm cha- currently changing the... Okay, Ice Cold Takes listeners, last thing before we log off. I'm currently changing the the cover art slightly, very, very minor, to have maybe like on the Lady Liberty, like a, a baseball helmet, because I want to talk about the Mets now, now that hockey's over. And changing it to Ice Cold Takes, a New York sports podcast, instead of Ice Cold Takes a New York Rangers hockey podcast. Huh? Huh? I think I think when the Rangers win a Stanley Cup, you should give Lady Liberty a Stanley Cup ring. Oh, okay. I like that. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Does she does she have a C? Is she the captain or does no. or nobody gets <laughs> nobody gets a C in New York. <laughs> no one gets a C. Not it's even just... Tro- not even Trocheck in his official announcement. Did you see they misspelled his name? They they left out the, the last C at the end. Oh no! C H E K. Oh my God! Wow! <laughs> no, see, she could. I should just put like six A's on the Statue of Liberty, like on the bottom. Yeah, something like like line up all of them, and then put like the numbers of the Rangers that had that that were. I mean, the Rangers wouldn't have to do much. Just change the if they give Trocheck an A this year. Just change, uh, just change the uh, jersey, the, the name, name on, the, on the back. Give them Strom's yeah. jersey. I, I'm sure they have like the same size. Watch, they're, they're like the same size jersey. Yeah, they were born the For, same year, the same day. They scored the same number of goals. They played the same position. They wear the same number. You know, it's so, it's it's simple. It's it's an easy jersey swap. July 11th, perfect. That's a good birthday because my birthday is July 12th. So we're we're all fresh. Um, we're we're fresh. We're fresh, uh, fresh new age. 22 here, 29 with Trocheck. I thought you were Tro- going to say something with 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah, 7-Eleven, yeah. I don't know if they still do the free slushies anymore on 7-Eleven day. Do they? I have to figure this out. This is important uh, stuff. I haven't been to 7-Eleven in five years, man. Free slurpee day. The last time I was the, oh, okay, one final question before we go. Do you know the country that has the most 7-Eleven locations? Uh, I'm assuming it's not the United States of America. No, it's not. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to take a shot in the dark. I'm going to say Iran. It's Japan. It, it's Japan? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. The last time I was at a 7-Eleven was in Sweden, in Stockholm. Apparently, they have it there, too. That's a random fact of the day. There's just a, uh, oh, okay. So they do have, uh, they do have free Slurpee day. Okay. Yeah. Cause I know the past couple, couple of years, they haven't been doing it. It's like, like before it used to be like, you walk in on Seven Eleven, you get a free, like a small slushy. And mm-hmm. I will always try and do that. But the past couple of years, they haven't been doing it. I don't know if they, oh, this deal has been going on for customers since July 1st, but ends Monday. Okay. So I probably missed it. Yep, I missed it. Damn it. Damn it. All right, no free slushy for me this year. I got to remember next oh. year. 
anyways, uh, Stephen, thanks so much for, for joining again. Uh, Ice Cold Takes listeners, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Hey, Rangers fans, thank you so much for listening to the Ice Cold Takes podcast this week. Make sure you follow at Ice Cold Takes Pod on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest Rangers info. See you all next week. Time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay.